Well, the governor of New York resigned yesterday. There's a new governor coming in in two weeks, somebody who we've had on the air. Uh, and we figured we'd get the uh, reaction to all of this uh, from somebody who really knows what's going on up in Albany, especially as it relates to our community. And that's Maury Litwack, of course, who um, is the executive director of Teach NYS in New York and um, and has been involved with the state government for God knows how long. Maury Litwack, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Nothing. I always tell you, I only come on for breaking news, only when we have major developments. <laughs> I like that. Uh, uh, your reaction to yesterday's breaking news? Well, I mean, I think this is something we were watching play out over the last few months, um, and everyone was sort of just waiting to see. People um, sort of forget, but the governor of New York is one of the three arguably most important governors in the state, I mean, in the country. So you have Texas, you have California, you have New York. It's a, it's a top 10 top 15 most important political position in the country. And we are now going to be having a new governor. The first um, female governor ever in the state of New York is incoming governor Kathy Hochul. Did you feel over the last few days that the governor had no choice but to resign? Meaning, did you say to yourself at all that there was a way, a path that he could stay in office? I think everyone who's, who who follows Albany politics and follows uh, the sort of local state uh, minutia uh, re- really did not believe that he had a path that uh, would not lead to his resignation. So that, I think everyone, including myself, really believed that this was really the only place this was going with the pending impeachment, with the now um, criminal investigation. Uh, the, the belief really was that this was, was the only path that he was going to. I think everyone was a little surprised that it was, you know, yesterday, right. uh, as opposed to him dragging it out or doing it a month from now or two months from now. Uh, so I think that that came as a surprise. And in terms of his actual goodbye, his speech yesterday, did you find anything unusual, or he just essentially, you know, strategized and 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 felt that or, or went ahead and executed the speech, you know, in the direction that he felt was best for whatever he plans on doing in the future? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's it's. Um, the political graveyard is riddled with the speeches of elected officials <laughs> resigning yeah. and and um, right, contrite and mea culpa and all these other things. And so um, I'm sure I'm sure some political scholar writes a book about this and analyzes what they say and how they say it and do it. But uh, the news of the day yesterday was was really less about him and more about the new governor. Yeah, that's true. And we will talk about the new governor in a minute. Uh, but I need your I need your evaluation. Maury Litwack is with us. I mean, you know, there, there's a, a handful of people that I could ask this to, and you're among them. I mean, what grade do you give this governor's administration when it comes to our community? You know the issues that are most dear to our community. It's not just education and tuition, which of course you spearhead the effort on behalf of that one. But there are many other things as well. I think I think they're almost all obvious to people who are listening. You know the issues that are important to our community. What kind of grade do you give this governor and his staff in terms of uh, interacting with and trying to satisfy the needs of our community? I think it was it was it really depends on the issue on on education. For example, I've been on the show before. He was a very strong advocate for education funding and. Um, and and from the, for that, I think we're very grateful. There was a lot of things that he did uh, that were were first of its kind, um, and and he was supportive of it. And he right. spoke very loudly about supporting every kid, including yeshivas and non-public school kids. Right. In terms of 
um, security funding. He was the first governor to come out with strong security funding and protections for, um, for schools and schools. And that, again, is something that he was very strong on and, again, really led the nation, which led a lot other, other governors and states to, to do that as well. So I think those are, are, are key. And he was a very ardent, strong supporter of Israel, very publicly when others uh, were not. So I think on those things, he was very, very good. On, the, on, the, um, on his communication and messaging to the community during uh, the pandemic, uh, that was something that, that, that was uh, um, not good. I mean, he, he wasn't, uh, and I think universally the community felt that he wasn't messaging to them uh, in a way where, where, um, where they, they understood his positions um, and, and they felt that, that, that the way he was talking about the community publicly, the way he was communicating, uh, he was doing so in a, in a, in a very um, both aggressive way and in a way which uh, people, the community felt that they were uh, at times targeted. They felt that they were singled out. And I think on that, in, over the last year in particular, um, he, his, his, his um, score on that would be very, very poor. What, what? So I think this was, an un, un, it was, this was a, a uh, really an, a relationship based on you know, which issue uh, you wanted to pick out that he was involved in. What a an important point you're making. What an important point you're making because I, I was saying to myself, you know, why was I, for instance, because everyone knows about my Twitter campaign to get him on to talk about summer camps, and, and I felt that any other issue, a, a campaign like that after 45 days, any other issue he would either come on or had someone address, at least acknowledge that, you know, that there was somebody out there in the Jewish world who was, you know, who, who was anxious to speak to somebody about it. And what's funny is I think you just nailed it. That when it came to the schools, when it came to the schools, and it came to the camps, he just he, he had a a, a a it was as if he was as if he was ignoring our needs and our pleas, and 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 based on what you said earlier, when it came to other issues, he was not like that when it came to our community. But when it came to COVID, for some reason, that was the direction he went in. And I think we just I think we felt neglected, sort of you know sort of abandoned by the governor when it came uh, to the way he handled COVID, you know, on a community scale. Yeah, and I, th- I think in politics, relationships are extremely important, and keeping those relationships are extremely important. And so we, we went – before COVID, we saw this, gov- this, this governor uh, a- attending events, speaking to the community members, holding leadership meetings, and things like that. And then, you know, once COVID hit, it just the communication channels were not, not open. Right. And I think, I, think, I think in the community's mind, um, and really the word on the street, quote-unquote, um, I-, I think he, his, his – that that his for his reputation and his um, record within the community. I, I think, despite many things that he did from a policy perspective, which were very positive, um, you know, people will remember that last year and a half, two years, and uh, and and you know, we have to look at the total package of any elected official, right. um, both both the good and the bad. And I, I think when you have uh, Nuffam Siegel ma- um, mounting a campaign, I haven't seen mu- Nuffam mount a lot of campaigns against politicians. I certainly don't think that's a good sign. You know, it's funny because maybe that's why his statewide support at this point evaporated because he was excellent at wholesaling. Ask the media. They'll tell you how fantastic, you know, how America's governor did during COVID. They couldn't stop lauding him. But when it came to not just our community, but when it came to the retail, to being in touch with and, and, and holding the hand of specific communities and segments in New York State, 
maybe that was something he neglected. You gave me a really interesting perspective now to think about regarding this whole episode. Maury Litwack is with us live via telephone. All right, uh, you know that we've had the uh, incoming governor on the air. Always seems extremely friendly and really gracious. A re- a real upstater, some may say, <laughs> in terms of what we're used to from some of the people down here. Um, more of a praise for her, not a criticism of those uh, down here. What what do you expect? What do you expect from somebody who I guess we have to call an interim governor at this point, right? I mean, she'll have an election coming up uh, next year, right, at this point? Yeah, it's funny, by the way, so her official title, even as lieutenant governor, people would call her governor. They would never call her lieutenant governor. They would say governor. Right. Now she's going to be the, the incoming governor. Um, but I think she's a, you know, I saw a quote that said that she is, uh, her style is, is less combative, um, more of a charm offensive. And I, I think it goes beyond that. I, I think this is someone who is not going to have a lot of learning on the job about the community. This is someone who has prided herself in traveling up and down the state constantly I mean, let me just give you one example, Liz Nussum. Sure. Over the last 100 days, I've been with incoming Governor Kathy Hochul to two yeshivas, one in Farakaway, one in Flatbush. Wow. She proactively reached out to me and said, Maury, we want to go to these places and do this. I mean, this is she was at a Westchester rally against anti-Semitism a month or so ago. Uh. I mean, this is, who, this is who she is. She, she, she knows the community. She's visited the community. She's been there. I mean, I, at one of the yeshivas we visited, in the middle of a very arranged tour, and you know how these tours are very down to the minute in them. Right. She took the time to, to stop and, and be interviewed by two student reporters and spent five to ten minutes talking to them about um, the rise of anti-Semitism, why people are afraid to wear their yarmulke around the community and things like that. I mean, this is, this is not someone who, who has to learn on the job um, about our community. This is someone who understands her issue. She, she spoke before our mission to Albany, which we always come and talk to you about on the show Malcolm, she spoke before 700 online participants, but she's been in person speaking, and she spoke about more funding for STEM education for our kids, funding for security for our, our community. I mean, she, she knows these issues. This is, this is what she, she has – it's not just prepared for. She's acted and behaved like, as, as, as ready to be in this position uh, for, for half a dozen years. This is someone who cares greatly about New Yorkers, including the Jewish community, including the mm-hmm. Trump community. Uh, for for a very long time, so uh, I, I think this is a this is this is this is someone who the community if if if, the, if her current sort of awareness and name ID in the community is low right now, I believe that that's going to skyrocket quickly. And this is not someone who stays upstate. This is not someone who stays in Albany. This is someone who's going to be visiting and touring our community with great frequency. Maury Litwack is with us. I, I'm not going to make you say this. I'll say it. Many of us are concerned about who the next governor will be, and I'm talking about after her short term will end. Uh, and of course, with the direction that things are going politically in this city, in this state, people worry about what type of um, a governor might be the next governor. With that in mind, um, she may have a real legitimate shot to be elected. I don't want to say reelected because she wasn't really elected <laughs> to this new position, but she may have a real shot to be elected because if, if in fact she is the way you describe and the way the feeling that we get uh, when we've uh, spoken with her on the air, um, if she just reaches out uh, to the downstate communities in an effective fashion, it seems from what you just said, she makes an effort to do that. She really can be a popular Democrat throughout the entire state. Do you agree that she's probably the, I mean, I, I guess we should wait a couple of months before we say this, but could could she be the odds-on favorite at this point? Funny, I saw a, um, uh, a tweet from Nate Silver, who is a, the well-known pollster, um, who is basically showing that uh, I think 10 out of the last, 11 Democratic 
uh, incumbent governors who took over for um, their predecessor, um, 10 out of 11 um, were reelected. So incumbency is definitely a powerful thing, and that's not something that can sort of be discounted. So uh, I, I do believe that based on just the fact that she is the incumbent, I do think that gives her uh, an edge in, in a reelection uh, campaign. Um, but that being said, I do think it's our community's responsibility to make sure to to um, to um, extend. Uh, you know, if you have an elected official like this, who not talking about the election, but just talking day to day, right. if you have an elected official like this who wants to visit downstate, who wants to be uh, upstate, uh, it's our community's bias in general to make sure that 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 if you're a, listening to this and you're a, 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 a have a have a shul or you have a camp or you have a school or anything else like that. This, this is this is the incoming governor, and and the term lasts for another, uh, I, I think, 15 months or so. So right. it's it's you know that's through this now Delta variant. It's through the next budget cycle. It's through a lot of things that are happening. Um, and it's it's uh, whether you call it interim or not. She she is the governor of the largest Jewish population in the country. All right. By the same token, you would you would emphasize, I'm sure, and I'm sure your office discusses this that. Anybody who becomes a candidate and is recognized as a major candidate in either party, uh, leadership in our community has to make sure to have a good relationship with them and, and reach out to whatever degree they can. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, look look at this last mayoral race. Um, I, I think I think uh, Eric Adams' victory is is, is something where where um, he attributed and uh, a lot of community members would attribute to the fact that community members made a concerted effort to get to know to know him. Um, a lot of people were involved in that in that race, and I think at the end of the day, uh, candidates for higher office, um, well, candidates for any office, if they if they ignore the Jewish community or their Jewish constituencies, uh, that's at their peril. Uh, that that yeah. that can cost an election. But by the that's same token, but by the same token, we can't ignore them also. A hundred percent. We have to do both. We have to do both. But uh, but, th- but those who those who it, the, it, it's really a two way street. Um, and I think you know, incoming new governor. People shouldn't say, "Well, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know her." It's gonna be hard to 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 know her. I think it's important to get to know her, just like yeah. it's important to get to know uh, incoming mayor and incoming city council member and and and, and board of education, etc. These things, are, these relationships, we must have. Yeah, and they expect it. It's not like they look at it as insincere. They they expect people of interest to reach out to them and to and, and to want to form a relationship. So let's go ahead and do them. A hundred percent. Community members, community members are important. They have to understand their importance. Whether it's you in charge of a school, of school as a president or a school board, or you're uh, the the head of a very very popular radio program <laughs> that gets online and says, "Hey, you got to show up. We got to get those camps open." So whatever it is you're doing, get active. Yeah, hundred percent. Everyone has their way to do it, and everyone has an opportunity to do it. Now you just have to do it, folks. Simple as that. Uh, Maury, I thank you for this. Uh, continued success in all you do, and uh, let's hope that the relationship with the new governor will in fact be as positive as you expect. Amen. Thank you, Nakam. Maury Litwack, Executive Director of Teach NYS, and uh, really so many other titles at the OU, and uh, does so much to um, ensure that our community has a good relationship with many, many public officials. Not just the incoming governor, but many public officials on many different levels and in many different states. Wednesday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. (laughs) 